Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and SWE's blog, All Together, at altogether.swe.org. Looking for more information and data on women in engineering? Head over to research.swe.org and review the groundbreaking research that SWE has been conducting. SWE's research efforts include reporting on women of color in engineering and how community colleges may play a role in getting more women to graduate with engineering degrees. You can also check out the annual SWE Literature Review in SWE Magazine's State of Women in Engineering issue. Welcome to SWE Stories, Tales from the Archives. I'm Troy Eller-English, archivist for the Society of Women Engineers. And I'm Ann Prusik, SWE's Director of Editorial and Publications. At SWE, we've been thinking and talking about mentors and the impact they can have on a person's career. And that reminded Troy and I about many of the stories that members have shared in oral history interviews with SWE about the mentors they had and the people that they mentored. Other members, particularly women who became engineers in the early and mid-20th century, told us that they didn't have mentors to help them through and that they had to find their engineering path on their own. Today, we're going to feature the stories SWE members have shared about the value mentors played in their early lives and in college. And be sure to join us for our next episode when we'll explore the impact mentors had on SWE members' professional careers. We have some really interesting letters in SWE's archives written by Elsie Eaves. Born in 1898, she received a civil engineering degree in 1920 from the University of Colorado. She worked for several years as a draftsman for the U.S. Bureau of Public Roads and the Denver and Rio Grande Western Railroad Company. However, in 1926, she was hired by the McGraw-Hill Publishing Company to work on the editorial staff for the Engineering News Record newspaper, and her work there for the next 37 years made her one of the few nationally visible women engineers in mid-century America. Additionally, in 1927, she became the first woman accepted into the American Society of Civil Engineers as a full member. So, because of her prominent position, faculty members and young women interested in, en in engineering would write to her for advice. We have many of these letters written to and by Eves, but the advice she gave was not necessarily as warm and as encouraging as we might assume, and this was especially true for the letters she wrote in the 1930s, when the country was in the midst of the Great Depression. Yes. In fact, in a 1931 letter, to Professor Bruce Greenshields of Denison University, she explained, quote, I discourage them because if they want to do it badly enough, they will go ahead anyway. If they have not enough enthusiasm and initiative to go ahead on their own, I feel that they will make little headway in this field while there are still so few women in it. I see no excuse for urging women to take up engineering just to prove that they can do it successfully, end quote. Then she continued, On the other hand, I'm very glad to see girls with unusual ability working into this field quietly and naturally, for I think there are many opportunities for them to do constructive work, 
end quote. And she wasn't kidding about providing discouragement. Following a request for college and career advice in 1935 from a Miss Helen Tracy, Eves concluded her, lev- her letter with this, quote, Civil engineering is predominantly a man's profession and is set up and organized to employ men. There are many functions in civil engineering that a girl can handle with ability, but she should have such a genuine liking for the work and such a genuine interest in what she wants to do that she will be able to overcome the handicap of the habit of thinking of men as the only ones trained for that type of work. Unless you have exceptional talent in mathematics, mechanics, and analytical ability, together with a lot of patience and love of hard work, I suggest you would find easier fields to get ahead in than civil engineering. End quote. That was some very frank advice. Eves went on to become a founding member of SWE in 1950 and was among its first fellows in 1980. Happily, her advice softened somewhat as she saw the number of women in engineering grow. It's interesting to see how members' ability to connect with mentors has really changed over the years. In her 2003 oral history interview, Dr. Margaret Tabor remembered the dearth of mentors that were available to her at Cleveland State University, where she graduated with bachelor degrees in electrical engineering and engineering science in 1958. In the following excerpt, which has been edited for length, she reflected on what having a mentor would have meant to her. It would have been nice uh, to have somebody to share some of my experiences with when I went through school. This is one of the things that uh, we have a scholarship at Purdue for women in, in technology. And this is one thing that I put on as a requirement is mentoring, mm-hmm. that uh, you'd have a woman that had the scholarship contact, a woman coming in as a freshman and letting her know that you're there. And if you have a tough time, oh, why don't you give me a call? Uh, would I think I, I would have really appreciated that when I was going through school because I know there were periods, there were a couple periods I was ready to give up. And uh, I know, uh, I don't cry very often, but I know there were some times that I really uh, had some deep sobs yeah. where, where I thought because I had done poorly in a course or I didn't understand what was happening and uh, I didn't feel there was anybody I could turn to uh, to help me. Do you think that SWE is there now for women? I think so. And I, I think it's important uh, that you do, uh, that they do the mentoring process, that somebody that's, that's a junior or senior really can talk to freshmen because uh, one, even just by you being a junior or senior, shows them that women can make it. And then if that woman uh, did have some tough times, which I'm sure that someplace in their career they had a tough time that they Mm -hmm. thought, maybe I shouldn't be here or uh, this is the wrong course or I should change or something like that is to be able to share that experience. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's really great if you can talk to people that have been down a similar road. Nobody's been down the same road that you've been down. 
you can't really walk in somebody else's shoes, but if they have some experiences, you can tell when you're talking with them that they have suffered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's then a kind of a bond, and it really does help. In a 2014 SWE Grassroots Oral History Project interview, fellow and society past president Kathleen Herrer recalled just what a difference a mentor made to her academic career. She received a bachelor's degree in aerospace engineering from the University of Washington in 1970. Recalling being the only female freshman studying aerospace engineering, in her oral history interview, Herrer credited her persistence in engineering to her early contact with Irene Peden, an electrical engineering faculty member there at the university, who later became a SWE Achievement Award recipient and a SWE Fellow. The following excerpt has been edited for length. She got the freshmen together um, on Fridays, brown bag lunch, and we just we got to know each other. We talked about things that we're you know having problems with. And again, I was very shy. I hardly spoke up at all. And I, I, was, I was also intimidated because they all seemed to be adjusting much better than I was. <laughs> and, you know, used to, men teachers used to these types of classes and, and stuff. So I didn't really speak up that much. But it, the fact that we got together and, and Irene made us feel welcome mm -hmm. and was willing to, you know, talk to anybody about anything, um, it made a difference. It really helped me then, again, with that decision later on to stick with it mm -hmm. and become an engineer. And Irene, I didn't see much of after freshman year because she was electrical engineering, and I, I never had any of her classes. Um, when she was selected for fellow, we had a reception at the convention mm -hmm. conference, and I told her what what impact she had, and she said, you know, nobody. I, I always wondered if it had any impact on anybody because nobody ever told her, <laughs> gave her any feedback, and I said, believe me. For at least one student, it made a, a heck of a lot of difference. So, and that had an impact on me because it made me realize that sometimes everybody can have an impact, be a mentor and not even know it, or be a role model. Mm -hmm. and, and you've got to be careful what you say and do and, and do your best to be supportive of other people because just a few kind words can make a huge difference to, to somebody along the way. Allison Mactimus Lunde who served on the Society's board as its collegiate director in 2011, spoke of the confidence that her mentors helped her develop at Iowa State University. She discussed those meaningful relationships during an oral history interview with you, Troy, that was at the 2011 SWE annual conference, shortly after completing her degree in civil engineering and an MBA. At Iowa State, I had mentors, especially through SWE, like. Um, faculty that you meet through the SWE events that I participated in, um, they kind of like mentored me. I think they were all very informal mentoring, but it was definitely mentoring. And then within the department, there's probably like three faculty members I really like valued their opinion and they valued mine. So it was more discussion of like, what should I do with my life? Like, what direction should you give me? Like, I don't understand why the curriculum set up like this. It doesn't make sense. Like, you can't apply any of what we learned in this class outside from my experiences so I think you know it needs to be changed so I think mentoring went both ways and I had a big variety of mentors you know all, even outside of SWE so it was very informal though. Um, what do you think that you've gotten from those relationships? 
I think confidence is one of them because um, at times I can feel really like not confident about myself even though I have the skills to do it because someone sometimes has to nudge you know like this is okay you can do it if you mess up it's still okay um, and I think just like direction for what I wanted to do like it reaffirmed because for a while there I thought I wanted to be a lawyer and then like kind of talking to faculty and other people in the position and like out in industry I was kind of like yeah, I don't think that's what I really want to do. You know, like, they really told me, like, what a structural engineer would do and what I wanted to do versus, like, what a lawyer would do. So it kind of, like, you know, brought me back to the engineering path. Okay. So I think they... Because you don't really know when you're looking at stuff what the real story is behind some stuff. So I think mentors really helped me keep me on track and helped me give confidence to, like, what I was doing was the correct path for me. Okay. Faculty members can be formative mentors for students. However, their peers can be just as valuable. Brenda Wanakul, who received the Society's Outstanding Collegiate Member Award in 2011, joined SWE as a freshman at the University of Florida, and she was very active in the Society throughout her graduate studies in nanoscience and nanotechnology at the University of Texas at Austin. A week after defending her dissertation, she talked about the importance of peer-to-peer -peer mentorship within SWE during an oral history interview at the 2012 SWE Annual Conference. She particularly recalled a mentoring event from her time as an undergraduate involved with the University of Florida SWE section when she was an undergraduate student. I chaired what's called the eSwamp event. Uh, it's short for Engineering in the Swamp, and it's a freshman and transfer uh, orientation event, a full-day event out at a lake nearby in, in Gainesville for all of the incoming women uh, engineering students and the transfer students. And the idea is really to uh, have them develop a sense of camaraderie, um, uh, introduce them to a couple of mentors that are older engineering students and do a little bit of professional development for them that day. And we're actually kind of evaluating now to see who the people who have taken part in this program versus the people who did not take part in that program if there was any effect on retention now. So we'll be interested to see how those numbers come out. Absolutely. Um, do you feel like the women coming into the program are at some disadvantage to the men coming into the program? That they need this additional um, mentorship? I think that they might be at a disadvantage when they go to their large classes and see that you know they're one of very few women in the class and uh, sometimes you you really do need a strong support network around you and I've never gotten the type of support from my male colleagues that I have from what you know your sweet sisters your sweesters uh, my my sweet friends have always been my engineering cheerleaders kind of uh, they are always um, encouraging me to to reach to a higher level, you know, set higher standards for myself, and to do more than I think that I was capable of doing. And so, uh, I think that is really important to have a group of women behind you to tell you that yes, you can do that, and we'll do it together. And that definitely helped me. <laughs> okay. Wanakul also explained how the peer network she created while building programming for graduate students in SWE helped her to navigate both the academic and interpersonal hurdles that she encountered while pursuing her doctorate. 
I mean, there's a lot of low moments in your PhD, and, it, and it's really helpful to have that sweet graduate community there. I mean, in my lab, although there was a lot of women in my lab, and we're all we're all pretty good friends. At the same time, we're also work colleagues, and so I can't talk to them about conflicts that I'm having with them. <laughs> and you can talk about these kind of things with your with your sweetie friends and. They can offer support and um, advice for how to deal with it, and um, and sometimes it says it's the simple fact of knowing that somebody else is going through a similar experience and that you're not alone in it, and so it really has helped me, um, I guess, keep on going throughout the years and. Support networks for women studying engineering have certainly changed since the time that Elsie Eaves offered her tepid advice to aspiring women engineers in the 1930s. In our next episode of Swee Stories, Tales from the Archives, we'll hear Swee members talk about the impact mentors had on their professional careers. On behalf of myself, Troy, and everyone else at Swee, thanks for listening. Thank you.